Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse with the link atop for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to your email from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.45 or about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we're beginning a new chapter, Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. We'll be reading the introduction and Section 2, The Message of the Holy Relationship. So mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 245. Your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. And by way of opening this morning, uh, I found two little ideas that seemed wed to each other and just perfect for the day. The first is from Rumi. There is a fountain inside you. Don't walk around with an empty bucket. <laughs> and the other is from Thich Nhat Hanh. Enlightenment, peace, and joy will not be granted by someone else. The well is within us. And if we dig deeply in the present moment, the water will spring forth. Bringing forth your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Oh, thanks. I love those two went together. Um, okay, my friends. Here's our reading list. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Yvonne. Robin Marie, Jude, and Ida. And we're joined in listening this morning by Renee. Who else has joined us would like to be on the radio list or say good morning? Good morning, Lori. It's Karen, and I can read. Excellent. Thanks, Karen. And uh, Micah, but I'll be leaving early, so I won't read. Okay. Well, will you read if I put you toward the top, Micah? I could do that. Mm-hmm. All righty. I'll just put you right after Lemoyne. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. And here we go. <clears throat> Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, Introduction. Take pity on yourself, so long enslaved. Rejoice, whom God hath joined, have come together and no longer need. Look on sin apart. No two can look on sin together, for they could never see it in the same place and time. Sin is strictly individual perception, seen in the other, yet believed by each to be within himself. And each one seems to make a different error and the one the other cannot understand. Brothers, it is the same, made by the same, and forgiven for its maker in the same way. Thank you, Lori. Chapter 22, 
Salvation and the Holy Relationship. Section 1, Introduction. Take pity on yourselves, so long enslaved. Rejoice, whom God hath joined, that have come together, and need no longer look on sin apart. No two can look on sin together, for they could never see it in the same place and time. Sin is a strictly individual perception, seen in the other, yet believed by each to be within himself. And each one seems to make a different error, and one the other cannot understand. Brothers, it is the same, made by the same, and forgiven for its maker in the same way. The holiness of your relationship forgives you both, undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw, and with their going is the need for sin gone with them. Who has need for sin? Uh, Lemoyne, excuse me, you're just a little bit garbly. I wonder if you're some distance from your phone. Okay. I have the the headphone jack with that a little bit. Is this better? A little better? Uh no, not really. Okay. All right. Well Lori, uh I was hearing him okay. So was I. So was okay. I, huh? We'll we'll come back to you, hon. Um, maybe you might want to dial back in. Or is it my line? Yeah, I think it's you. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's him. It's me. Okay. okay, you continue, Lemoyne. I'll dial back in. Thanks. Okay. I beg your pardon. Right. Not a problem. Get it sorted. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go back to the end of one. Brothers, it is the same, made by the same, and forgiven for its maker in the same way. The holiness of your relationship forgives you both, undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw, and with their going is the need for sin gone with them. Who has need for sin? Only the lonely and alone who see their brothers different from themselves. It is this difference, seen but not real, that makes the need for sin, not real but seen, seem justified. And all this would be real if sin were so, for an unholy relationship is based on differences, where each one thinks the other has what he has not. They come together, each to complete himself and rob the other. They stay until they think there is nothing left to steal and then move on. And so they wander through a world of strangers, unlike themselves, living with their bodies perhaps under a common roof that shelters neither, in the same room and yet a world apart. Thank you, LeBoyne. Uh, and Micah. Uh, okay. Uh, two. The holiness of your relationship forgives you both, 
undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw. And with their going is the need for sin gone with them. Who has need for sin? Only the lonely and alone who see their brothers different from themselves. It is this difference seen but not real that makes the need for sin not real but seen seem justified. And all this would be real if sin were so. For an unholy relationship is based on differences where each one thinks the other has what he has not. They come together each to complete himself and rob the other. They stay until they think there's nothing left to steal and then move on. And so they wander through a world of strangers unlike themselves, living with their bodies, perhaps, under a common roof that shelters neither, in the same room and yet a world apart. Three, a holy relationship starts from a different premise. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he would extend it by joining with another whole as himself. He sees no differences between these cells, for differences are only of the body. Therefore he looks on nothing he would take. He denies not his own reality, because it is the truth. Just under heaven does he stand, but close enough to return to earth, for this relationship has heaven's holiness. How far from home can a relationship so like to heaven be? Thank you, Micah. And Fran? Three. A holy relationship starts from a different premise. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he would extend it by joining with another, whole as himself. He sees no difference between these selves, for differences are only of the body. Therefore, he looks on nothing he would take. He denies not his own reality, because it is the truth. Just under heaven does he stand, but close enough not to return to earth. For this relationship has heaven's holiness. How far from home can a relationship so like to heaven be? Or, think what a holy relationship can teach. Here is belief and differences undone. Here is the faith and differences shifted to sameness. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. It must extend, as you extended when you joined. It must reach out beyond itself, as you reached out beyond the body, to let yourself be joined. And now the sameness which you saw extends and finally removes all sense of differences so that the sameness that lies beneath them all becomes apparent. Here is the golden circle where you recognize the Son of God. For what is born into a holy relationship 
can never end. Thank you, Fran. And Yvonne, if you'd like to roll right into section two after paragraph four, please. Lori, thank you. Think what a holy relationship can teach. Here is belief in differences undone. Here is the faith in differences shifted to sameness. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. It must extend as you extended when you joined. It must reach out beyond itself as you reached out beyond the body to let yourself be joined. And now the sameness which you saw extends and finally removes all sense of differences so that the sameness that lies beneath them all becomes apparent. Here is the golden circle where you recognize the Son of God. For what is born into a holy relationship can never end. Okay, chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, section 2, The Message of the Holy Relationship, 5. Let reason take another step. If you attack whom God would heal and hate the one he loves, then you and your creator have a different will. Yet if you are his will, what you must then believe is that you are not yourself. You can indeed believe this, and you do. And you have faith in this and see much evidence on its behalf. And where, you wonder, does your strange uneasiness, your sense of being disconnected, and your haunting fear of lack of meaning in yourself arise? It is as though you wandered in without a plan of any kind, except to wander off, for only that seems certain. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Robin Marie. Five. Five. Let reason take another step. If you attack whom God would heal and hate the one he loves, then you and your creator have a different will. Yet if you are his will, what you must then believe is that you are not yourself. You can indeed believe this, and you do, and you have faith in this, and so much evidence on its behalf. And where, you wonder, does your strange uneasiness, your sense of being disconnected, and your haunting fear of lack of meaning in yourself arise? It is as though you wandered in without a plan of any kind, except to wander off, for only that seems certain. Six, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you, and yet the strange idea which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes which are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would vision such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent 
of the eyes which look upon the world. If this is if this is not your vision, what can it show you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it says, you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it. And long and hard, you tried to understand its messages. You did not realize it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. Thank you, Robert Marie and Judy, or Jude. They both work. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. But still this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would vision such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it says, you cannot understand. Yet, you have listened to it, and long and hard have you tried to understand its messages. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no messages at all, you understand. For you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think, then, what happens. Denying what you are, in firm faith that you are something else, this, quote, something else, unquote, that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Yet it must be the, quote, something else, unquote, that sees and not and as not you explains its sight to you. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet, if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. God has no secret. He does not lead you through a world of misery, waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you. Thank you, Jude. And uh, Ida. You have received no messages at all, you understand. For you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happened. 
denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else which you have made to be yourself became your sight. Yes, it must be the something else which sees and as not you explains its sight to you. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. God has no secrets. He does not lead you through a world of misery waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you. 8. What could be secret from God's will? Yet you believe that you have secrets. What could your secrets be except another will that is your own apart from his? Reason would tell you that this is no secret that need be hidden as a sin, but a mistake indeed. But not your fear of sin protected from correction, for the attraction of guilt is only fear. Here is the one emotion that you made, whatever it may seem to be. This is the emotion of secrecy, of private thoughts, and of the body. This is the one emotion that opposes love and always leads to side of differences and loss of sameness. Here is the one emotion that keeps you blind, dependent on the self you think you made to lead you through the world it made for you. Thank you, Ida. And Karen. Eight. What could be secret from God's will? Yet you believe that you have secrets. What could your secrets be except another will that is your own apart from his? Reason would tell you that this is no secret that need be hidden as a sin, but a mistake indeed. Let not your fear of sin protect it from correction. For the attraction of guilt is only fear. Here is the one emotion that you made, whatever it may seem to be. This is the emotion of secrecy, of private thoughts, and of the body. This is the one emotion that opposes love and always leads to sight of differences and loss of sameness. Here is the one emotion that keeps you blind, dependent on the self you think you made to lead you through the world it made for you. Nine, your sight was given you along with everything that you can understand. You will perceive no difficulty in understanding what this vision tells you, for everyone sees only what he thinks he is. And what your sight would show you, you will understand, because 
it is the truth. Only your vision can convey to you what you what you can see. It reaches you directly without a need to be interpreted to you. What needs interpretation must be alien, nor will it ever be made understandable by an interpreter you cannot understand. Thank you, Karen. And do we have another new reader, or a new reader for 9 and 10? Renee. Okay, Lemoyne back. Oh, Renee, thank you. Thanks, Lori. Your sight was given you along with everything that you can understand. You will perceive no difficulty in understanding what this vision tells you. For everyone sees only what he thinks he is. And what your sight would show you, you will understand because it is the truth. Only your vision can convey to you what you can see. It reaches you directly without a need to be interpreted to you. What needs interpretation must be alien, nor will it ever be made understandable by an interpreter you cannot understand. Of all the messages you have received and failed to understand, this course alone is open to your understanding and can be understood. This is your language. You do not understand it yet only because your whole communication is like a baby's. The sounds a baby makes and what it hears are highly unreliable, meaning different things to him at different times. Neither the sounds he hears nor sights he sees are stable yet, and what he hears and does not understand will be his native tongue, through which he will communicate with those around him and they with him. And the strange shifting ones he sees about him will become to him his comforters, and he will recognize his home and see them there with him. Thank you, Renee. And is there a new reader for 10 and 11? We're in Chapter 22 on Section 2, New Reader for Paragraph 10 and 11. All right, Lemoyne, back to you. Of all the messages you have received and failed to understand, this course alone is open to your understanding and can be understood. This is your language. You do not understand it yet, only because your whole communication is like a baby. The sounds a baby makes and what he hears are highly unreliable, meaning different things to him at different times. Neither the sounds he hears nor sights he sees are stable yet. But what he hears 
and does not understand will be his native tongue, through which he will communicate with those around him and they with him. And the strange shifting ones he sees about him will become to him his comforters, and he will recognize his home and see them there with him. So, in each holy relationship is the ability to communicate instead of separate, reborn. Yet a holy relationship, so recently reborn itself from an unholy relationship, and yet more ancient than the old illusion that it has replaced, is like a baby now in its rebirth. Yet in this infant is your vision returned to you, and he will speak the language both of you can understand. He is not nurtured by the, quote, something else, unquote, you thought was you. He was not given there, nor was received by anything except yourself. For no two people can unite except through Christ, whose vision sees them at one. Thank you, Lemoyne. And um, let's see, Micah, are you with us, able to read? Uh, no, I'm I'm driving. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad you're on, though. And um, Fran, then. Eleven. So in each holy relationship is the ability to communicate instead of separate born. Yet a holy relationship, so recently reborn itself from an unholy relationship, and yet more ancient than the old illusion that it has replaced, is like a baby now in its rebirth. Yet in this infant is your vision returned to you, and he will speak the language both of you can understand. He is not nurtured by the, quote, something else you thought was you. He was not given there, nor was received by anything except yourself. For no two people can unite except through Christ, whose vision sees them one. Twelve. Think what is given you, my holy brothers. This child will teach you what you do not understand and make it plain. For his will be no alien tongue. He will need no interpreter to you. For it was you who taught him what he knows because you knew it. He could not come to anyone but you, never to, quote, something else, unquote. Where Christ has entered, no one is alone. For never could he find a home in separate ones. Yet must he be reborn into his ancient home, so seeming new and yet as old as he, a tiny newcomer, dependent on the holiness of your relationship to let him live. Thank you, Fran. And Yvonne. Okay, Lori, thank you. Twelve. Think what is given you, my, bro- my holy brothers. This child will teach you what you do not understand and make it plain. For his will be no alien tongue. He will need no interpreter. He will need no interpreter to you. For it was you who taught him 
what he knows because you knew it. He could not come to anyone but you, never to quote something else. Where Christ has entered, no one is alone, for never could he find a home in separate ones. Yet must he be reborn into his ancient home, so seeming new and yet as old as he, a tiny newcomer dependent on the holiness of your relationship to let him live. Be certain God did not entrust his son to the unworthy. Nothing but what is part of him is worthy of being joined. Nor is it possible that anything not part of him can join. Communication must have been restored to those that join. For this they could not do through bodies. What then has joined them? Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through a vision not of the body and communicated in a language the body does not speak. Nor could it be a fearful sight or sound that drew them gently into one. Rather, in each the other saw a perfect shelter where his true self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did his reason tell him. Such he believed because it was the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Robin Marie. 13. Be certain God did not entrust his son to the unworthy. Nothing but what is part of him is worthy of being joined. Nor is it possible that anything not part of him can join. Communication must have been restored to those that join. For this they could not do through bodies. What then has joined them? Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through a vision, not of the body, and communicated in a language the body does not speak. Nor could it be a fearful sight or sound that drew them gently into one. Rather, in each the other saw a perfect shelter where his self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did his reason tell him. Such he believed because it was the truth. 14. Here is the first direct perception that you have made. You made it through awareness older than perception and yet reborn in just an instant. For what is time to what was always so? Think what that instant brought. The recognition that the something else you thought was you is an illusion. And truth came instantly to show you where yourself must be. It is denial of illusions that calls on truth. For to deny illusions is to recognize that fear is meaningless. Into the holy home where fear is powerless, love enters thankfully, grateful that it is one with you who join to let it enter. Thank you, Robin Marie and Jude. Here I am. Thank you, Laurie. Here is the first direct 
perception that you can make. You make it through awareness older than perception and yet reborn in just an instant. For what is time to what was always so? Think what that instant brought, the recognition that the something else you thought was you is an illusion, and truth came instantly to show you where yourself must be. It is denial of illusions that calls on truth, For to deny illusions is to recognize that fear is meaningless. Into the holy home where fear is powerless, love enters thankfully, grateful that it is one with you, who joined to let it enter. Christ comes to what is like himself. The same, not different. For he is always drawn unto himself, what is it like him as a holy relationship? Shoot, I've got a bee buzzing around my head. <laughs> and what draws you and your brother? And what draws you and your brother together draws him to you. Here are his sweetness and his gentle innocence protected from attack. And here can he return in confidence. For faith in another is also faith in him. You are indeed correct in looking on your brother as his chosen home. For here you will, with him and with his father. This is your father's will for you and yours with his. And who is drawn to Christ is drawn to God as surely as both are drawn to every holy relationship. The home prepared for them as earth is turned to heaven. We thank you. Thank you, June. And Ida. I'm sorry. I'm not ready to read right now. Okay, hon. Um, and Karen. Fifteen. Christ comes to what like himself, the same, not different, for he's always drawn unto himself. What is as like him as a holy relationship? And what draws you together draws him to you. Here are his sweetness and his gentle innocence protected from attack. And here can he return in confidence For faith in one another is always faith in him. You are indeed correct in looking on each other as his chosen home. For here you will with him and with his father. This is your father's will for you and yours with his. And who is drawn to Christ is drawn to God as surely as both are drawn to every holy relationship, the home prepared for them as earth is turned to heaven. And um, it's a very long reading, uh, but I'll highlight a few things. Uh, From the introduction, 
that second paragraph, the holiness of your relationship forgives you both, undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw. An unholy relationship is based on differences where each one thinks the other has what he has not. That third paragraph, a holy relationship starts from a different premise. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he would extend it by joining with another whole as himself. In four, here is the belief in differences undone. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. It must extend as you extended when you joined. It must reach out beyond itself as you reach beyond the body to let yourselves be joined. And in that second section, the message of the holy right relationship let reason take another step. If you attack whom God would heal and hate the one he loves, then you and your creator have a different will. Yet if you are his will, what you then believe is that you are not yourself. In paragraph 7, think then what has happened. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this so-called something else which you have made to be yourself became your sight. Yet it must be the something else which sees and not as you and explains its sight to you. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet if your eyes are closed and you've called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it saw, you have no reason not to listen or to suspect that what it tells you is not true. In paragraph 8, what could be secret from God's will? Yet you believe you have secrets. Let not your fear of sin protect this from correction, for the attraction of guilt is only fear. Here is the one emotion you made, the one emotion that opposes love and always leads to sight of differences and loss of sadness. Here's the one emotion that keeps you blind, dependent on the self you think you made, to lead you through the world it made for you. In nine, your sight was given you, along with everything you can understand. You will perceive no difficulty in understanding what this vision tells you, for everyone sees only what he thinks he is. And what your sight would show you, you will understand because it is the truth. Only your vision can convey to you what you can see. It reaches you directly without need, any need to be interpreted to you. And ten, of all the messages you have received and failed to understand, this course alone is open to your understanding and can be understood. This is your language. In paragraph 11, in each holy relationship is the ability to communicate instead of separate, reborn. Yet a holy relationship so recently reborn itself from an unholy relationship and yet more ancient than the old illusion that it has replaced 
is like a baby now in its rebirth. Yet in this infant is your vision returned to you, and he will speak the language both of you can understand. For no two people can unite except through Christ, whose vision sees them one. In paragraph 12, where Christ has entered, no one is alone, for never could he find a home in separate ones. And 13, be certain God did not entrust his son to the unworthy. Communication must have been restored to those who joined, for they could not do this through bodies. Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through a vision not of the body and communicated in a language the body does not speak. In each other, they saw a perfect shelter where his capital self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did reason tell him, such he believed, because it was the truth. In 14, here is the first direct perception that you have made. You have made it through awareness, older than perception, yet reborn in just an instant. And in 15, Christ comes to us like himself, the same, not different, for he is always drawn unto himself. What is as like him as a holy relationship, and what draws you together draws him to you. Here are his sweetness and his gentle innocence protected from attack. And who is drawn to Christ is drawn to God as surely as both are drawn to every holy relationship, the home prepared for them as earth is turned to heaven. Amen. And perhaps before we open the floor, we could pause just right here and let Fran once again lead us through a reflection uh, at the top of the hour of our lesson today. With our gratitude, Fran, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that one is what is the world. Uh, today's lesson is lesson 245. Your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. Okay, so I'll read some from what is the world. The world is false perception. It is born of error and has not left its source. It will remain no longer than the thought which gave its birth is cherished. When the thought of separation has been changed to one of true forgiveness, will the world be seen in quite another light, and one which leads to truth, where all the world must disappear and all its errors vanish. Now its source has gone, and its effects are gone as well. The world was made as an attack on God. It symbolizes fear. And what is fear except love's absence? Thus the world was meant to be a place where God could enter not and where his son could be apart from him. Here was perception born, for knowledge could not cause such insane thoughts. But eyes deceive and ears hear falsely. Now mistakes become quite possible, for certainty has gone. As sight was made to lead away from truth, it can be redirected. Sounds become the call of God, and all perception can be given a new purpose by the one whom God appointed Savior to the world. Follow his light, 
and see the world as he beholds it. Hear his voice alone in all that speaks to you. And let him give you peace and certainty which you have thrown away, but heaven has preserved for you in him. Let us not rest content until the world has joined our changed perception. Let us not be satisfied until forgiveness has been made complete. And let us not attempt to change our function. We must save the world. For we who made it must behold it through the eyes of Christ, that what was made to die be restored to everlasting life. Now we'll go to the lesson. Lesson 245. Your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. Your peace surrounds me, Father. Where I go, your peace goes there with me. It sheds its light on everyone I meet. I bring it to the desolate and lonely and afraid. I give your peace to those who suffer pain or grieve for loss or think they are bereft of hope and happiness. Send them to me, my Father. Let me bring your peace with me. For I would save your son, as is your will, that I may come to recognize myself. And so we go in peace. To all the world we give the message that we have received. And thus we come to hear the voice of God, who speaks to us as we relate his word. Whose love we recognize because we share the word that he has given unto us. And we'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 245. Your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. Your peace surrounds me, Father. Where I go, your peace goes there with me. It sheds its light on everyone I meet. I bring it to the desolate and lonely and afraid. I give your peace to those who suffer pain. Lesson 245. Your peace is with me, Father. I am safe. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Francis. Splendid. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Friend. Thank you, friend. This is Micah. I have to leave right away, so I'll just do a quick, I don't know how quick, a share here. But when that part uh, that Fran read, that Jesus was saying that and all perception can be given a new purpose by the one whom God appointed Savior to the world. And then in 5, 
Let us not rest content until the world has joined our changed perception. And it, and it brought me to um, an ex- experience that I, I mentioned um, a day or two ago about, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was looking at a scene and, um, you know, down at a harbor and, and this tr- uh, track came in. I was listening to audio of A Course of Miracles and, uh, it was talking about how we, you know, that the Holy Spirit sees one purpose for the world. And we see many purposes. And, um, and, our, and that, that's why our, our perceptions are shifting so much all the time. And um, I could really feel it. And, and, and uh, the truth of that statement and as I looked on the scene and I, op- you know, just opened to uh, the revelation of how the Holy Spirit might even be looking at the scene, and that one purpose is that our return to God and to wholeness and to oneness. And that's the one purpose of the world. And... Um, and and it, the whole scene started to transform in a, an amazing way and the ego's projections and stories and interpretations just lifted and I was surprised how the degree that the ego is interpreting all the time compared to how the Holy Spirit sees this scene from the point of view that everyone is waking up and returning to God I mean they might be on different stages different levels uh, you know but everything is perfect in returning to God. And, and that um, the scene became so holy that, you know, that line about that's a step from there to heaven. Uh, the, the, I, I think it's like our perceptions can be so purified or something that it is a step from there to heaven. And then one, I did want to highlight the um, in the text this part here where it was being read. Um, let's see, hang on just a second. Uh, communication must have been restored to those that joined. For this they could not do through bodies. Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through a vision not of the body and communicated in a language the body does not speak. And when that was read... It it brought me to uh, feeling my relationship with uh, my relationship with Roz, and and it was she's not a body, you know. And, and in this case, you know, when we're and when we're together, it's like a divided attention. We 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 uh, and we try to reinforce and remind each other that that. We have part of our attention in time space, looking at our body, and then we have another attention simultaneously that's aware of that changeless dwelling place of the formless, that sameness, the realm of mind, and and where Christ is being born, and so we hold, we try to encourage that uh, holding of both. 
together in each other when we are together and then and then to do that when we're apart to um and that's what I loved about that reading it's just my perceptions suddenly moved into the mind matrix and I felt our wholeness there and uh and then it helped me um look at this scene here where there, I'm outside a building now and there's people and vehicles and, you know, bird flying. And, and to see that beyond, beyond all the form here too is that I, with divided attention into that formless, um, it, it gets so alive. And I just want to end with a quote from A Course of Love that says, and I've read it before, but it came to my mind today during the reading. To seek the face of God, even in the form of Christ, is to seek for what is forever without form. To truly see is to begin to see the formless. To begin to see the formless is to begin to understand what you are. And this, and Jesus says, the holy relationship is a phenomenal teaching accomplishment because it's this portal, our love that sparks, you know, in time space, we can be totally identified. And, and, and the love we feel for each other, even if we're asleep in the dream, that spark of energy in the holy relationship can be ridden beyond the body. It's an energy and, and move with a power into a shared consciousness beyond form. Um, that's why it's a phenomenal teaching accomplishment. Anyway, um, I'll be able to listen for a little while, but I won't be able to talk. So, um, I look forward to hearing what people have to say. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you took the opportunity, Monica. That was a beautiful share. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Hi, it's Karen. I just have a small comment. Um, Thank you, Micah, because you just reminded me that the Holy Spirit sees sameness, not differences. Seeing differences is the ego mind. I like the part where the language of vision was discussed. And the reason partial to that is yesterday I visited Becky, who is nine, um, ten weeks old today, I think. And she's just gotten to like she's talking, but she has, you know, she hasn't gotten to the point where she knows how to repeat the same sounds again and again, but she's really making decisions and it just it's just very relatable. I think the Holy first it's it's like we're just learning to speak. So I thought that was very beautiful and relatable. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Karen. That was just yeah. precious. Yeah, 
Thank you, Karen. Good morning, it's Mindy. Um, thank you, Fran, for the beautiful lesson. And like a boy, when you said something about the the love that we have and the holy relationship, and that that it is like that opens a whole dimension. But that's only where that where that is. It's just love, and the body doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist. It's that's a moment of eternity to feel that way. And it, when I do get in touch with the fact that I'm formless and timeless, I'm eternal, then, of course, I don't know which comes first, the chicken or the egg, it doesn't matter. But I feel such peace, and out of that peace naturally comes love. That's the only thing I feel. <laughs> oh, wow. So, thank you. I'm sitting outside. I have some trees in front of my porch here that I'm sitting on. And as you were talking about feeling that love that goes beyond form, I was hearing the breeze in the leaves of the trees. I thought, how lovely that noise and how lovely the feel and how peaceful it is. Yet I can't see it. It has no form. I can't even see the air molecules. I can only feel its effects. I thought, wow, you know, the spirit of nature, the spirit of life, it doesn't have a form. It's formless. But, but, it's hard to put this into words. Yet, the beauty that I see in the leaves and the trees and the kitties are around my feet right now. The formless creates it through love. I know it says that what I see is a form of vengeance. However, when I see these beautiful things as coming from the formless and always all of them have the same source, all I feel is this is God expressing love. This is me experiencing love. I'm not sure why we ever chose to leave that space of formlessness and quiet and eternity, but that doesn't matter because God put the solution right with us, right when we did that. And I once went away on a vision quest and I was out in the wilderness with only my car 
and it was winter. And it was a challenge to stay warm, but I did it because I knew I needed to detach from the rest of the world. And when I finally got to what I thought, I got this the feeling of peace that was total and complete. And all of a sudden, I raised up above my body and looked out at the world, and it was very clear to me that I was an eternal being, everywhere present, filled with love, that I could never die, I, could, I wasn't born. And I just got this thought that, oh, here I am, and I've chosen to play a game, and I'm creating, I've created the world, and I've created myself as a body. It's just a game I'm playing. <laughs> so... Um, it's just amazing to think about the paradox of that what's true is formless, but yet we see the, the form. And when I realize that it comes from the formless, then I recognize the love that is there. So that is mine. Aha, uh-huh. and thank you everybody for helping me get there. And if life is a game that I've chosen to play, then here's a happy game. And as the Holy Spirit says, in this place that appears to be of time and space and form, here's to the happy dream and the happy game that is just a moment away and a slight little willingness away of feeling that eternity and that love that is everywhere present. And here's to bringing it back with me into my experience and sharing it with my brothers. Thank you. Wow, Mindy, that was beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. I could feel that Thank sweetness. Thank you, Mindy. And I had another insight, too. I'm just so happy today is about peace and being safe. Um, As usual, the Holy Spirit works with me first thing in the morning, and anything that's troubling my heart comes up. And then through some miracle, or holy instant, I guess, I'm given some kind of um, insight or feeling of release and release. And it happened again today. It was so in line with the lesson. It's just so wonderful how I don't need the form of the book or the workbook to actually be learning the curriculum that I've committed to because it's inside me. The Holy Spirit's inside me. And I was thinking about something that someone I'm not peace with who I felt did a lot of harm to people and is still doing so. And, you know, when we're tempted to see something that is not love, because we all know it's easy to maintain this beautiful aha and expression at home with things we love. And then when we see mirrored in the world something that isn't of peace and love, it's easy to lose that peace. Today, instead of being upset with this person and asking God to change this person, I just felt the love in this person and what they were trying to accomplish. I just felt sad that, I felt sadness. I didn't feel any condemnation, didn't feel any fear, just the sadness that acknowledged um, the love in their heart and the sadness that they felt they had to do something that was turned out to be harmful, quote unquote, to the, 
physical form. And, and you know, nothing's ever harmed in, in spirit. But in the appearance of the world, this person, in my opinion, has done a tremendous amount of harm. But I could just feel a connection with the love in their heart and just a sadness that they know that they're responsible for this. And this is sadness for them. That they were not able to to create their vision through a loving means. So that was a big step for me. And in the sadness, there wasn't any um, condemnation, judgment, fear, any even need to have anything be different than it was. It was just a reaching out to their heart. And, boy, if we could all have empathy for each other like that when we do quote-unquote wrong, wow. Like the Holy Spirit says, if we can give love instead of hate, if we can give love instead of judgment, um, how simple would it be for people to become one? So that's my other thing. I was just so glad, and the sadness didn't hurt. It was like this this beautiful sadness. Ah. And uh, the knowledge that one day this person will feel loved. And so that was my experience today. And I'm really glad to have it because I can apply it to anyone, including myself, if I find I've done something unloving. I can just feel a sadness which has love at its heart. And then that sadness will release it and the happiness will replace it. So that was my experience. And um, you know, I hope I can continue to do that. We can all respond with love to what seems to be something that isn't love and recognize that that's underneath it and bring that love out. Okay, and and in that recognition that it was really only love to begin with that just came out in form that didn't feel that way, how, how much safer can I feel knowing that in everyone's heart and in everything in the world there is only love? So I am safe. And I am willing to have that acknowledgement and that presence and that awareness today. And whatever comes, whatever emotions come from peace, um, they bring me to love. So, I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Yeah, thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you. That was, that, yeah. That went deep, Mindy. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Would someone else like to speak? I can wait. Oh, I want to thank Lemoyne and and Lori for their service to the spirit, and one spirit in in our state of unified grace and acknowledging and owning and, and, and knowing that today is our singleness of purpose and joining it, joining together in love. It's we don't have to join when we're already one. It's like the, these concessions to language. But this this particular reading was very helpful to me in understanding bringing together um, form and appearances with the truth of who we are. It's formlessness, boundary seamless together as one. There is together even as a word becomes meaningless. Words become meaningless. 
the wordless state of oneness. And, and the way that it describes, you know, how we don't know how perception arose to, to our eyes and how the body became the hidden secret place of fear. And when, thank you, Fran, too, for your service. The, um, when you were reading, Fran, and you said that, what is fear except love's absence? And that really rang a bell with me today in the meditation and, and in, the, in the text reading today because it speaks of this, how, you know, the body was made um, to limit and hide ourselves, our true selves. And what was visible in vision became invisible to us and hidden. And, and fear arose because I could no longer see through the body's eyes, our sameness. All I could see with the body's eyes were differences. And the, the, the clarity with which this, this reading discerns how um, the difference between perception and how when learning, learning the truth of who we are and accepting it and living and breathing it, becomes, learning becomes unnecessary because we'll, We'll merely know, and there won't, there's nothing left to be taught. And how perception will be undone. We'll simply all see through the eyes of the one-mindedness of which we ha- have be- come through our source, our source coming through us and us coming through him as one. So words become sort of nonsensical. And um, the beauty of this reading today and the beauty of peace, because I can't have understanding without peace, and I can't love unless I have understanding. And um, doing a deep dive into this this judgment thing again, um, Sandra, I heard Sandra say the other night on a conference call we do, um, judgment is an unmet need. And then my, my addition was, and takes the verbal form of criticism. Something's wrong here. Something is missing. And that's what perception does. It sees things as incomplete. And through the eyes of the ego, which comes from a, a place of fear and lack, it doesn't know its own abundance. So I'm, I won't go into my, my um, you know, um, my deep, my deep, honest dive into inquiring about my true self because it would take too much time, and it's really helpful to me. But and maybe at another time I'll share it. But I'm just grateful you're all here, and I'm I'm um, called to go visit a, a friend who just had cataract surgery. So <laughs> I'm going to go and enjoy in peace and keep you all in my hearts today. Thank you very much. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. That was very nice. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy.
Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. Um, boy, this is a jam-packed reading, isn't it? And a jam-packed lesson. But starting with the lesson, uh, I wanted to say that I was um, particularly drawn uh, to this lesson in the phrases, your peace goes with me. Your peace sheds its light on everyone. I give your peace to all who think they're lonely or bereft. And then the the great, great line, send them to me, Father, that I may come to recognize my capital self. There's a lot of, um, he uses a lot of languaging in here that's evocative. Uh, it, it draws, doesn't it? It draws, it draws the heart-mind toward it. Um, and some languaging seems a little, um, seems a little obscure, like um, what all is entailed in a holy relationship. But then he tells us. He tells us that differences disappear. Um, rejoice that whom God has joined are joined. And even in that very first paragraph, um, turn a couple pages, individual perceptions perception itself. I mean, first I have to say sin. And I wrote down Lee's favorite definition of sin just so that I would always have it handy. Uh, to me, it's nothing more than uh, the idea of separate separateness. But it goes further than that. He says it's the one word description for all the ways the ego would deny doubt or side against love, unity, innocence, and truth, and holiness. One word description for all the ways the ego would side away from truth. That's a pretty good, pretty good way to look at that. And so that first paragraph makes sense. No two can look on sin together. No two can look on illusion together and not see it as something different, strictly individual perception. But take pity on yourselves. Rejoice. Whom God has joined have come together and no longer look on not truth. <laughs> no longer look on not truth alone. And uh, should the word holy relationship seem distant or unrelatable, um, I find it really easy to consider this conference call that we have with each other every morning where we seek the truth and only the truth to be a holy relationship. That's a pretty good definition of holy relationship. Where we have a decreasing sense of separateness and aloneness and an increasing sense of identification with truth. 
So in that we can rejoice. Vision seems like an obscure um, thing to understand. But to me, uh, Christ's vision is exactly how he describes it in that paragraph, in that ninth paragraph. Vision is given you. It's not something I came here without. Um, it was just lost to me when I let this transient stranger interpret everything for me. The ego, the transient stranger. <laughs> and, and it's real clear in this message of the holy relationship that he wants me to understand that this thing that I thought was me is not me at all. It's nothing. It's only a constellation of beliefs and ideas that I had about myself. And like he says in paragraph 9, vision is given you and you will understand because everyone sees only what he thinks he is. This is how the holy instant restores truth to me. The holy instant, remember, is an instant of truth where I came without the body for just a moment asking rather than telling, asking what is the truth, Father. I want nothing but the truth. And into that holy instant, God communicates himself. It's called revelation. Communication is restored between the creator and the created. That instant of restored communication um, I mean, what can God give us, he says, but himself? The atonement gives you God. What can God share but himself? What is himself but love? Love created me like itself. Remember, teach only love, for that is what you are. The holy instant of communication. Paragraph 9, he says, this is a language that you know this language of love. It's a language you know. It needs no interpretation. This course is your language. The restored communication, a holy relationship, is a relationship where people join and realize, recognize that giving and receiving are the same. And what can you give, he says, in this work? The only thing you can give to anyone or receive from anyone is love. That's our language of communication. And it's not obscure. It's not obscure at all. Um, you know, I, I, when I had my last dog before he died, one of his favorite treats was going every day to the Starbucks and getting a pup cup. <laughs> And while I was doing that with my dog, um, I came to know and realized that I really loved that man at the at the Starbucks window, not because of of how he looked or what he did, but because we shared that moment of holiness and that language of communication. It's no more complicated than a smile that reaches the eyes. You know, it's not difficult. It's natural. It's our natural 
state of communication, the communication of the creator to the created and of the created to everything that is like itself. His word for that is Christ. I think it's been about 35 years ago I had that dream that began my awakening, the dream of the love boat where I realized I need do nothing. I need do nothing. And in that dream, it was so vivid that Jesus the Christ was at that rudder and the wind behind those sails and the river was nothing but the love of God. And I called it the love boat and I thought, here's little, little old me sitting at the mast. I need do nothing and I knew it with all my heart. And I also knew with all my heart that everything is moving in the direction of love, that love is the nature of the communication that we share with each other when the smile reaches our eyes, when our hand reaches for anyone, when we enter a room and say, hi, I'm glad you're here. It's so easy and natural. It flows just like a river. And 35 years ago, I thought, here am I sitting at the mast, needing to do nothing. And over the last 35 years, I've come to realize that that me sitting at the mast was just my transient stranger, the thing I thought I was. It had nothing to do because everything doing was already done and being done by natural communication, by love, on love, for love, to love. So when he says Christ is born in a holy relationship, what can he come to but what is like himself? He's saying love. Love is Christ. Christ is love. You know, it was only um, only just maybe six months ago I was talking to another Christ one day and, and I said, you know, there's something in me that says I must leave Christ in his body. But I realized as I was trying to say it that leaving him in his body left me in mine. That was not necessary. Because that body, that image, was nothing more than an idea I had of myself. That's not my language of communication. That's not what I hear in my heart. That's not the thought that comes to me when I know I'm thinking with God. All of that is love. And so when I consider this morning in my meditation, holy relationship, and what is shared and born in a holy relationship and the restoration of communication and how the holy instant is that revelation of the creator to the created where we understand and know that we are the subject, the devoted, beautiful, lovely, perfect, pure subject of our Father's love that must be extended I thought, I thought to myself, um, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to lose myself here in this, but um, <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> 
there is there is no separate personal identity there just is no separate personal identity at all it was a figment of my imagination and when I let a smile reach my eyes and share it with you sharing the love of God it's our language this is a course you could understand it speaks a language you know he says it's the language of love and so finally I knew after all all of that that I had to go to lesson 127 to refresh my mind on what is this language we know and that lesson is there is no love but God that's the language we know when I identify with love I'm safe when I identify with love I'm home when I identify with love I found capital S self and that self is not myself that self is the self we share natural um, mechanism of communication of the only thing that can be truly communicated Lesson 127 he says love is a law unto itself why because it has no opposite everything in this world is based on the belief in opposites holy and unholy good and bad body not body form content everything everything in this world is based on content except except love it has no opposite it's the language we know and understand directly no one has to interpret love because everyone recognizes it and knows it it's as simple as when a smile reaches your eyes that's how simple it is and natural it's not obscure at all and when everything that I thought love was falls away from my awareness that image of myself as a separate being in the boat falls away as well and then I recognize this this world belongs and is of and contained in the holiness of the Father and it never left his holy mind nor did any one of us the self we share um, this is not obscure this is our native tongue <laughs> and I'm complete Wow that was great that thank was you so awesome. much Lori thank you Lori thank you for speaking my language yes and I apologize I talked too long gosh I didn't realize the time had flown by like that um, I hope my fervent prayer that we all felt like we were sailing this morning um, 
because <laughs> our true our true heart minds know that we are. And um, anyway, oh gosh. <sighs> I think I'm going to just close with what I open because it's so perfect. This love, this language we share, this living water, send them to me, Father, for I would recognize my capital self. Enlightenment, peace, and joy will not be granted by someone else. The well is within us. And if we dig deeply in the present moment, the water of communication will spring forth. That's the message of the holy relationship we share. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for reading, for calling in, for sharing this sacred space, um, for listening, and for staying on the call even after we end the recording because we do continue here. Um, Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for being here every day. Mm, thank you.